Hello and welcome to the Technical Footballer Podcast, dedicated to creating better players with advice from professionals all across the country. Me and Matt spoke with Bournemouth legend Mark Pugh about how diet affects his performance, a topic Mark feels very strongly about. So without further ado, here's Mark himself. Yeah, so I've, um, I've played football now professionally for 14 um, seasons. Um, I, spent, I spent two seasons as a YT at Burnley. It was YTS back in the day. It seems a long time ago now. Um, yeah, yeah, I had two good years there. Scored a lot of goals at youth and reserve team football, but um, I was told it wasn't good enough at 18. Um, so, you know, I had to, I had to grow up. Um, looking back, it was one of the best things that happened to me because it made me stronger. The following season, I signed for Berry in League Two. I played 43 games, uh, scored four, I think it was four goals that season, and uh, had a really successful season. Uh, coming towards the end of my deal, they offered me a new contract, which I rejected because I found out Shrewsbury were interested in me. Um, they wanted to offer me a three-year deal. Berry was only offering me another season, so it was a no-brainer for me. Shrewsbury were going into a new stadium. A um, lot of ambition. Uh, the manager at the time was Gary Peters. Um, again, spent two really good seasons there. Uh, played a lot of football. And then another change of manager. Um, got told it wasn't good enough again. Uh, got released. I was actually on my honeymoon at the time, which was a bit of an eye-opener. Um, I thought, where do I go from here? I've got to remain mentally strong. It's a big part of the game. And luckily, three days later, I got a phone call off Hereford. Um, they offered me a, a year contract. And I thought, now I was approaching the age of 23, just got married. It was a sort of make-or-break season for me because I wanted to climb the ladder. And that season, I scored 13 goals. And um, three of them goals that season, two in the home fixture and one in the away fixture, was um, against Bournemouth. They took a punt on me, they took a liking to me and I spent nine amazing seasons with Bournemouth, uh, rose up through the leagues to the Premier League. Um, incredible journey, incredible journey. Um, and then um, I signed for Hull on Loan, um, which was quite successful. I spent a season with QPR um, and then uh, currently I'm at Shrewsbury Town again. So it's yeah. been a roller coaster, but really enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. It, it... It sounds it, Mark, um, and it just just shows to everyone else listening how how tough the professional game can be, not only on the pitch but on the pitch as well with all, all all sorts of issues that can be happening in the background. Um, but today's episode was going to be about diet and how that correlates to football. Obviously, it's something that we've we've focused on a lot more. Um, towards the 90s and the 21st century now um, with, well, I think a highlight being Arsenal Wenger and Arsenal, how that diet kind of shifted towards players and the players' mentality towards it. Um, and I think it's just, just, just appropriate because of how much you uh, cook and enjoy the nutrition side of things. So, Mark, how has your diet helped you and your game would you say, in what sort of ways? Is that mentally? Is that physically? Oh, just everything about it. It's absolutely incredible. Um, I was never given the information as a young lad. Uh, back in the day, it was um, pasta, 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 get your carbs in, get your protein in. And you didn't really um, get under the surface of things. You didn't really see uh, what certain foods affected different individuals and what else helped you as an elite athlete perform week in, week out. Not only perform, but to recover as well it's a massive part of the game and um yeah when i was younger i it was probably why i spent a lot of time in the lower leagues because i knew 
I, I was confident in my own ability. I had loads of belief. And I knew in my mind I could play at a higher level. I was really confident in my own ability. But there was obviously reasons why I spent so long in the lower leagues, like say. And I think a big part of it was my diet because I used to eat a lot of pasta. Um, I didn't eat as much veg as I should have done. Um, and I didn't, my portion control wasn't great either. So I'd be going into games feeling a little bit lethargic. And I was wondering why am I hydrated enough? Hydration, again, is a massive part of it. So I did a nutrition course seven years ago now. Um, I learned an awful lot. It coincided with uh, me and my wife having our second child. So I kind of took the reins over the cooking department because I knew what I was putting in my body and what a big influence and impact that had on my performance. So um, I just grew to love it. I educated myself a lot more. And at 33 years old, I feel so much better now than I did when I was 21 years old, just through you know education and knowing what me as an individual needs so i think it's so important for for everyone to just you know trial and test different things um and see what works for them that's so true yeah no i totally agree with saying because like it's it's it's, it's so true when they say you are what you eat um like when you have the right fiber the right vegetables in your diet you you, you just feel things how they sit sit in your stomach and how well they go down um, it's just just so so important to get that bit right in the game because obviously if you can get those one or two percent, it just helps tremendously. Um, what about your diet, Matt? I know you're a big shake guy at the moment, aren't you? I love it, mate. Yeah, I love my supplementation. <laughs> big fan. <laughs> but no, like it's crazy what you say. Like you've had that confidence and that ability in your talent. But there was obviously something that kept you back in them lower leagues. So for any like young footballer listening to this, would your biggest advice be like get control of your diet, understand what you're putting in your body? I think so. You are what you eat at the end of the day, and uh, there's no. It's it's all about the small percentages. I mean, it's all right having a good diet and then not working hard in the gym. It's all right working hard in the gym not having a good diet. So it's like it coincides with things. I think diet is a massive part. You can train as hard as you want, but if you're not eating the correct amount of protein, carbs, me personally, I've never counted calories because it's all right saying I'm going to eat 2,000 calories a day and you know 500 of that's going to be bread and 500 is going to be pasta and not get the correct foods in. So uh, me now, personally, I eat so much fruit and vegetables. Um, I try and, you know, me personally as an athlete, I look between one point five and two kilograms of protein per kilogram of body weight. I think it's really important in order to recover, to you know, feel your best. And the the intense workouts are just uh, in football are, are ridiculous. Um, and it's a, it's a real eye opener for young kids coming through the game because, especially when you've done a Lord's session on a Tuesday, it's like a ton of bricks on a Thursday. Doms, you'll probably not be in the gym go if you haven't eating the correct food so um yeah the, the biggest advice i give to young people is just educate yourself learn to know your body um learn what fuels you um educate yourself on recovery strategies again your diet needs to be good but you need to do the correct things you need to recover properly your ice baths all that kind of thing so yeah educate yourself that's what i didn't do as a young kid so, um sorry go on I didn't know my own body and yeah. I thought, I'm all right, you know, I'm a professional footballer, whereas, you know, you, you've an awful lot to learn. Yeah. 
Yeah, but so like a lot of people would probably assume that as a footballer, you get all that taken care of for you. So you don't even need to think of it. Is it something that you had that option for, or and you just went to take responsibility, or is that just not the case? No, I mean, because when you go on, um, I've known a lot of people. They just eat what they want. Um, you get when we're in the Premier League with Bournemouth, um, you get everything on the plate for you: your breakfast mm. and your lunches, um, taken care of your supplements, that kind of thing. And uh, it's up to you what you want to eat and what you want to take. And uh, yeah, that's a big part of it. But when you go on, if you're binging, you're eating rubbish, it's going to cause inflammation in the body, and you're not going to recover and be able to go again. And that leads up to injuries, to fatigue, and it's a long old season. You want to play as many games as you can as a, as an athlete, and you want to be at peak performance at all times. Yeah, that's that's obviously we don't think about too much. You know, we, we watch players. You think nutrition of so highly, but um, yeah, you, you, you always think. Yeah, you always think several things about a club. What you really do when you go back home, I guess that makes the difference. But yeah, Mark. So the next question was going to be: Do you have a ritual meal that you kind of eat before a match? The reason why I say this is is because I think I heard Jamie Vardy talk about a couple of years ago how he has like three espressos, a cheese omelette, and I think like a can of Red Bull. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's all right for some of you can do that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah well, we've, I mean, got, we've got Mark pushing ve vegetables and looking after your body, learning your body, and then we're going, well, you know Jamie Vardy. <laughs> <laughs> He's done the business since to him, hasn't he? Yeah, 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 and like it, it explains why the guy's eyes are like this. He's, he's so sharp because he's had played three, three espressos in a blade red bull before he's gone out there. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, no, I would, like I thought I'd hand the uh, the question. Superstition um, is obviously a huge part of the game, let alone sport. You know, if you do things in the build up to a game in a certain way, people think it's going to an edge like is there like a ritual meal that you have i'm i'm completely under respect superstition to me is weakness i think if you're superstitious i see it as a weakness and or if i was superstitious about anything if i hadn't done that and say you know i put my socks on my left foot and then my right foot before a game if i didn't do it i wouldn't want to be going into a game thinking oh I completely forgot to do that because you're going to be all over the place. So no, I've never had any superstitions. I don't have any pre-match rituals. Um, and yeah, I think it's important. You just, because I used to eat the same foods when I was younger all the time and I didn't see any benefit because you, your body's just, and then when you go to eat something new, your body's not expecting it. I think it's important to just have a varied diet and Pre-match meals, sometimes I'll have salmon with, with vegetables. Sometimes I'll have an omelette with avocado. And uh, I like to get healthy fats in me. I think healthy fats are a massive part. People get scared when they see fat. Um, they think it's going to turn on fat. But if you're eating the right fats, it is a big source of energy. Um, people think you get all your energy from your carbs. But healthy fats are just as important. So, yeah, I like to vary it. Sometimes I'll have porridge with mixed nuts and um, berries, that type of thing. I think berries are massive. Your blueberries, your raspberries, big source of energy. Um, I agree with Jamie Vardy on the uh, espresso side of it. I think coffee is a great, um, a great tactic for um, you know you, you can burn fat more efficiently with coffee. I think it's uh, it keeps your your concentration levels on point. 
Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of coffee. So yeah, before games, I do like to take a beetroot shot as well. Um, with a nitrate and beetroot, it's, it's, um, it gives you a big edge, in my opinion, with all the research I've done on it. It's, um, it's one of my go-tos for sure. Um, it obviously helps with the blood flow around your body. And uh, I've tried and tested it as well before an, a really tough, intense workout, and I have felt the benefit. Interesting. Sorry, what was that? Beetroot juice, was it? Yeah, beetroot shop. You can have it. You can you can buy it. Beet it. It's called. Or there's all types of different ones. But yeah, beetroot juice is absolute phenomenal um, for um, you know enhancing performance. I'm not quite sure off the top of my head on the figures, but there has been studies saying that improves um, you know your VO2 max uh, you know quite dramatically. Interesting. Interesting. I'll have to take a look into that more. Um, Sorry, Josh. I was going to ask one question real quick. I found that really interesting that you said you didn't really mind what you eat before a game, your pre-game. So do you notice a difference if you're using your fats for fuel or whether you're using carbs for fuel or are you just feeling the same no matter what you're having pre-game? As long as I know I've got my protein in, between 20 grams and 30 grams of protein, a good healthy protein source, and then I can balance it out with, with carbs, healthy fats, that kind of thing. Um, don't think too much into it because, like I said, I've never counted calories. I just... I don't overphase myself as long as I'm not going into games bloated and I know I've had good sources, um, you know, things that are grown, things that, you know, are, are healthy. I, I, try and stay, I try and stay away from meat on game day. Um, I always go towards fish. Um, but I'm not going to go telling an athlete who I speak to, you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that because it's what works for them. I know what works for my body. I've tried loads of different things, but... Um, and I know what suits me. So yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's important you have a balance. And uh, funnily enough, I stay away from pasta at all costs. I really yeah. do. Yeah, I just it, it just blows to me. Yeah. No, I get that. Cool. I found that really interesting because a lot of people I know in the like sports space, they need carbs. They don't mm. appreciate the healthy fats. I get it, but when it comes to a game day, it's all about the carbs and loading up on carbs. Um, like pre-match, right, and after post-match as well. Um, so I found it really interesting that you didn't mind whether it was carbs or fats where you were getting that game energy from. Yeah, I mean, I like I like carbs, but I don't heavily load. I no. mean, like I say, sometimes I'll have porridge, which is a lot of carbs and oats, but I, I try and get, if I do have porridge because it's quite filling, I try and get some protein and healthy fats from getting a good dollar of peanut butter on there, a real good quality yeah. peanut butter, mixed berries, um, that kind of thing. And if I feel like I've not had enough protein because there's not a lot of protein porridge, I'll just do free, free egg scrambled, uh, get some scrambled egg inside me. So, yeah, as long as, long, like I say, as long as I've got that balance between 20 30 grams of protein, uh, I don't tend to pay too much attention on how many carbs and how many healthy fats mm. I'm putting in my body. As long as I've got enough, I feel full and uh, feel energised. Cool. Love it. Love it. No, it's, it's so true what you mentioned. I mean, these are all really great ideas, but ultimately, yeah, it's, it's all about down to your body and what it likes and agrees with, disagrees with. It's so true. Very true. But this question, Mark, was so just judging from your past experience, from what you've seen, would you say a player that has really great nutrition correlates to being a really great and good good player? Like maybe there's there's certain players that might spring spring to mind, or there might be like a certain certain story where like you know, I don't know you, you might have seen somebody I don't know a chocolate bar before a game and just you know run out there do the business there. 
<laughs> you know what, mate? There are a lot of bad habits out there, and some players, you know, get away with it. But I look at it and I look for long longevity. I think it's really important. I mean. You might be able to get away with it for a, a certain period of time, but as you get older, it really will catch up with you. You look at the top athletes, you, we always go to Ronaldo and your Messi, and I, I think Messi's vegan, isn't he? Um, Ronaldo, I think he's a, he's a balanced, balanced diet, but he's a, he's a phenomenal athlete. He's 35 years old. He's always took care of himself, and he's at the top of his game still at 35. And uh, you look at your players, like, obviously I don't read too much into Hazard's diet or whatever, uh, but he's an unbelievable talent. He's obviously getting a little bit older now. Uh, he ripped it up for, for years at Chelsea. But you just question why he's not doing that now. Um, and obviously his diet might be good, I don't know that. But when you look at him and you look at the likes of Ronaldo and Messi, you know, there's no comparison at the moment. So it's, um, yeah, I mean... I've seen players in the past that have a big bowl of pasta covered in cheese and no veg, not a vegetable or fruit to be seen and they go out and have a really good game. But yeah, like I said, it's the longevity I look for and I want to perform to the best of my ability for as long as possible. In your career, Mark, was there anyone who had their diet that you played with like absolutely on point and like, they really inspired you to get like, get your diet in check as well? Or the um, opposite? Did anyone have like really bad and you was like, I definitely don't want to be like that? Yeah, you know what? I've, I've, especially because I spent a lot of time in the lower leagues early on. Um, I, I saw, I saw athletes running around, and I thought, twenty nine years old, and he looked slow, like sluggish, that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, I was, um, I used to go into games feeling bloated, and I always, I always wondered why until I do, I did this nutrition course, and the more I've educated myself, the more I've realised why. I mean. I, um, at 20, 26 years old, uh, my body fat was, uh, I think it was about 11.7%. I always try and keep track of it. And that since I cut certain things out of my diet, for the last five years, I've been at 7%. Um, like, so I'm, I'm happy with where I am as an individual and I just want to continue doing what I'm doing because I know it's working. Um, so yeah, I don't want to get to that stage in my career where I'm maybe 36, 37. I'm thinking, oh, Got a bit of a tub here to catch it up with me. So, so yeah, you look at players and uh, you, you, you're inspired by the best. I mean, the best in the business. Um, you look at Ryan Giggs, uh, who was unbelievable. He's one of my heroes. He did all the things right, the small percentages, his diet, yoga. Um, he speaks a lot about yoga. And I think it's really important uh, that you have all the boxes ticked to be the best version of yourself. So true. Um, actually, funny enough, just that little chat about Ryan Giggs um, um, improving himself. Did you ever hear about his peripheral vision? How when he went into central midfield, that he wasn't able to see certain, certain passes to his his left. I think it was. No. Yeah, so I I did I didn't read into it, but I did see that, and it's it's crazy. You think uh, you're a footballer, you should be able to play anywhere, but when you spent twenty years on on the left wing or whatever it may be, it it is quite alien to try and move into a different position because, I mean, since I've been at Shrewsbury, I think I've, I've played as a 10, I've played as a right winger, I've played as left winger, I've played as a striker and I've played central midfield. So it's been quite nice to sort of be able to play in different positions to sort of, as you get older, because, you know, you're, you're obviously not as quick as you used to be um, when you're 35, 36. It's good to have that um, you know, extra string to your bow, as they say, to be able to play in them positions. But yeah, 
Keegsy went in centre midfield and he was unbelievable um, once yeah. he got to grips with the position. Yeah, yeah, totally. They're just uh, yeah, the technical ability that he just got, got from the left on that left foot. Just, yeah, came to the centre was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the next question I'd give you, Mark, was about the number of vegans, not only in football, but just the world in general. Um, obviously, it's um, a lot of people promote how many health benefits it has. Um, I believe that there was a Netflix documentary was since my mind. Um, game changes. That's right. Game changes. I watched yeah. that. Game game changes, which which obviously uh, got everyone sitting up in their seat a little bit. And I think what Delphi's gone vegan, like he's, he's, he spoke really highly of it. I think there's even rumours that Messi might have gone vegan. Um, so so yeah, I just want to get your hot take on it, I guess. Like, is it a yay or a nay? You know what? I'd, I'd never say no to anything, but me personally, I've, I've never been vegan and it's always worked for me. I've always felt great. There are obviously studies that say um, meat cause inflammation in the body and, you know, can be quite um, detrimental to your recovery, that kind of thing. But I think being a vegan is, if you do decide to go vegan, it's really important you do look into the supplementation because um, I know, like, obviously, for recovery purposes, in, say, for instance, chicken, um, with all the protein, um, with all the protein, like your, your pulses, your lentils, your chickpeas, all that kind of thing, you haven't got the same amino acids that you get in chicken. Um, I think um, it's, it's completely different. And they say, uh, yeah, chicken causes inflammation in the body, but on the other hand, you're getting the amino acids that you can't get through the vegetable, um, you know, protein. So there's so many mixed studies on things. And like I say, I'd never say yay or nay to anything, but it's on the individual. Um, I've, I've, I've come across a lot of vegans actually in football. And um, one thing I will say, um, I won't name any names, but there has been quite a few injuries, um, you know, through people that have been on the vegan diet. Um, but on the other hand, uh, they've lost weight and they've remained quite lean. Um, there's so many mixed opinions and uh, it's a real, real difficult subject. I think with, with a vegan diet, you really do, do need to look into it and obviously supplement it with, I think it's your vitamin B12, your, your iron, your iodine, calcium, zinc. There's so many different loopholes that you need to get over and you need to get it spot on if you do want to do it as an athlete. Definitely, definitely, yeah. I just think, yeah, you have to be so on top of your vitamins and what you're bringing into your body because just to step away from the or just the people that I, that I know that have done it for, I don't know, eight months up to a year, going on, like they've had like issues where I don't know, the bone density hasn't been the same or they've got slightly more ill slightly more deficient in, in certain things but yeah like you said um, for some people it works it works it's all it's all down to the individual actually Matt I'm quite interested in what you have to say about vegans for sure I got really into it uh, for a little bit um, tried it for a little bit myself but I could never go uh, I just couldn't commit entirely to it so my decision was really just to cut down the meat and take a little bit, which to be fair yeah. was needed. I was eating far too much meat looking back at the time. Um, so yeah, I really like your approach, Mark, and the fact that yeah, this works for these, but it works for these. But you should probably do your own research and come with your own conclusion. That's the kind yeah. of what I've been getting off yeah. And I feel like that's the same with pretty much any form of nutrition and whatnot. 
the positives and the negatives for almost any diet in the world. Definitely, because in an ideal world, you'd want to eat anything you want as an individual, yeah. right? but, uh, but yeah. I mean, my wife, for instance, she's intolerant to dairy and gluten, um, and she gets really bad reactions from it. And I sort of helped at first, uh, I cut it out a little bit and I felt so much better. Um, I don't cut dairy out completely. If I have, if I have a pizza or what have you once in a blue moon, you need the cheese on it, don't you? But yeah. since, I've, since I've stopped having milk and cheese on a regular basis and obviously lots of pasta, lots of gluten, um, refined sugar is the biggest killer for me. Um, I've cut all that out of my diet and like say my body fat's come down 5%, um, obviously through hard work in the gym as well. But yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting topic and there's, there's always going to be a right and wrong answer to everything. There's always new studies coming out. But um, yeah, I think it's all, as long as you're uh, eating things that are grown and you know healthy sources of protein and yeah, you're staying clear of the, the refined sugars, refined carbs and, and you know all the processed foods, I think you, you, you're not too far away. But I'd say yeah, this, this is, it's, it's really interesting and it's something I'm really passionate about. And it's, I do want to go into this kind of thing after football. I want to... I want to help young people and, and, and do everything I can to try and get the best out of them and, as an individual because I think it's important you get someone that's been there and done it to try and get to the bottom of what works for them as an individual because the last thing you want as, a, as an athlete or as any human being is for someone to come in and say, right, you should be doing this, you're not allowed to eat that, you're not allowed to eat this because uh, at the end of the day, everyone wants to a little treat here and there as well is you know we're not all perfect it's just like say finding out what works for you i think the consistency is the thing as well isn't it like yeah like I say, having yeah. a treat not a problem like everyone's gonna enjoy christmas day but 100%. it's those people that are gonna start again on I don't know, the 26th 27th or even the 1st of january as long as they don't yeah. get bogged down into that mindset of every day is christmas day you'll eventually <laughs> get there as long as you stay there yeah, definitely, because uh, you get a lot of people saying, oh, New Year, I'm going to make a New Year's resolution, and then for a month they stick to something, and then after the month it's like, mm. I'm going back to the same old habits. Everything's yeah. a habit. Get get into the good habits and you know stick with them, because they say it's, what, 20, 26, 28 days to break a habit, and once you're over that line, it's just you know downhill from there, and you just enjoy the process an awful lot more. Yeah, I saw a great thing at the start of lockdown. Um, one, someone on Instagram they put up, um, if you're worried about gaining weight over lockdown, just remember to eat like an adult. I always thought that was great. I was like, just take responsibility for your eating habits. Yeah, and yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's decent. Decent. Yeah, like, what I find so so hard is sometimes is that like when food's just around the house and, and it's like, well, I mean if. This food's just sitting here and no one's going to eat it and it's going to go off. And then you just like, oh, all right, okay, I'm going to push it for a few more days. And then after that, I'll kind of sort myself out a little bit more. I think that's the, uh, <laughs> that's, that's the thing for me. Uh, but yeah, I digress. I digress. Um, so, so, Mark, just moving off uh, from some of the dietary questions, um, I couldn't help but have a look at a few, a few stats on the old sofa school. And um, I think it's just a take for granted here that the more touches that you have in a game, you, you will get more goals and assists and more key passes. I think that's an indicator that you, you probably know if you get the ball more to you, you will be able to score or, or create. So if you're playing for a top six club during your prime, 
what sort of goals assist ratio do you think you'd hit? Just as a little estimation or, or a guess. Uh, double figures. That's, that's, yeah, that's what, that's like what I would say. <laughs> to, to be fair, like, <laughs> I think it's important. They say you play with better players, you get the best out of yourself as well. So, I mean, uh, with Bournemouth, I mean, I scored a lot of goals in the Championship. Um, and then in the Premier League, I think I got five goals. Um, but yeah, I think you've always got to aim high as, as an attacking player. Whether you meet your, your expectations or not, I think you've got to set your standards really high. And every season, I want to aim for double figures in goals and assists. If you don't reach them targets, you've just got to look back, educate yourself and you know try and um, get to the bottom of the reasons why and how you can improve as an individual Um I always look back, did I do enough on the training ground? Did I do the extras? Did I do the extra finishing, the extra crossing? Um, and uh, did I work hard enough? I think um, at the end of every season, as long as you give it your all as an individual, um, I think that's the most important thing. But yeah, um, you're judged as an attacking player on your assists and goals. And um, if you have a nightmare like I did against uh, Birmingham for staff, they forget all about that. I scored my hat-trick that game. So <laughs> yeah, it's all about your goals and assists. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And who would you say is the best player that you've ever played with? Like just training matches, you, you thought, "Wow, this 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 guy is incredible." Yeah, yeah. Well, when uh, when I was sixteen, um, he was coming towards the end of his career. I had a couple of training sessions. Stan Turner was in charge at Burnley at the time, way back in the day now, and uh, Paul Gascoigne just signed for us. Um, and uh, he was absolutely incredible um, just in training just glided past people he, I think he was 36 years old at the time and he was just a, a joy to well you'd watch him half the time because he just uh, he was absolutely magnificent absolute great character as well um, obviously I didn't speak to him a lot because there was a little 16 year old I was in my shell and you know you're in you're in awe of people like that so yeah I'd have to say Gaza I wonder what his diet was like <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, back in the day you could get away with it he was off to the pub after uh, he did a couple of goals I think I bet <laughs> oh, I so no uh, interesting gas stories no to be fair uh, I, I was really quiet back in the day especially when because I didn't have many training sessions with the first team I was a young lad and uh, you did your, your training with them and then you get shipped off back to to put the nets up and collect all the cones in and that and back to your changing room. So yeah, yeah we got we got kept in check there. Uh, interesting, interesting. Um, so what I to touch on, obviously, you know, being a creative player, um, you, you know, your ball mastery, um, you feel so comfortable, you know, left outside the boot, right foot, um, both feet as well. How did you develop these skills? Would you hone it down to a lot of work out of the pitch, just just kicking the ball on your own, or would you say it was, it was mainly down to just just giving things a go in in game or in training sessions? Yeah, well, when I was four years old, I lived in a place called Rossendale, and I um, two three times a week I went to a, a place called Rossendale Academy, and it was run by really good coaches, and you do all your you know, your te technical sessions um, in the evenings after school, you do your, your career turns, your, you know, your, your chops, your, your different bits and parts of your play. And I learned a lot from back then. And from the age of about eight or nine, 
I was playing Sunday League football and I was just taking it into games. I was just naturally really gifted at turning, checking, that kind of thing. I never had explosive pace, but when I got a defender 1v1, I had that belief and just know-how, just step over, I'd be gone. And no matter how quick you are, if you've got that body movement, um, then you know, defenders don't know what to do with it. I mean, I wish I had Giggs' pace because he had the body movement. He, he just dropped the shoulder, he was away. But yeah, from a young age, really. I mean, my mum and dad really, um, they had a love for football and they had a passion for it as well. Um, and every night my dad my mum had finished work and they'd take me to, to the academy and uh, I just learned so much from, from a young age. And back then, you don't really think of it. You just go and have a kick around. You enjoy it. You, you want to have fun. Um, but yeah, that stood me in good stead. And I just took it into games. I just showed confidence, belief and ability. And no matter the setback, whether I give a pass away, you've just got to have that. You've got to be bulletproof um, uh, mentally just to, to deal with that and crack on and, and express yourself. Definitely, definitely. No, that's, 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 that's really interesting to see because 